0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 939, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 29th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 939. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, the 29th of December. Uh, This is actually our first episode of 2022. I'm actually recording this on, I guess, what, the 6th? Uh, so it's almost been a week since our well I guess by the time this goes up it'll have been a week since our last episode uh, was put up so this is the first episode of 2022 so happy 2022 everyone uh, this will be a short episode I've only had a chance to read a couple books I was actually off the last few days last week uh, but I also was uh, looking after my kids there was two kids off from sc- well one off from school off one off from daycare and then I was also looking after my niece and nephew so unfortunately I meant that I did not get a lot of reading time which I, I originally had hoped to get more in I'm so far behind I have stacks and stacks of, of books that have to be read at some point maybe <laughs> um so i'm hoping i'm taking some time off at the end of january hoping to get some reading in at that point but uh, some of the books i did not get a chance to read include the following books we got action comics 1038 uh, which is a cool cover with mongol we got deep target sorry green aquaman green arrow deep target number three uh, i don't really know what that's about because i haven't really read any of it uh, we got aquaman the becoming number four of six uh, we got DC vs. Vampires, Death of Doctor Strange, Deathstroke, Inc., Detective Comics, cool striking cover of Batman's back. You got Devil's Reign number two, uh, Harley Quinn number ten, Justice League seventy, uh, which I actually really like. to Dig the cover for with Batman and um, uh, Green Arrow on it. We got Robin number nine by Williamson. Uh, we've got Superman 78, number 5, by Venditti. i got to have him back on the show. I'd love to talk to him about that book. We've got Swamp Thing, Green Hell, number 1, Task Force Z by Rosenberg. And we got Teen Titans Academy, number 10, uh, as well as The Flash, which continues to be an enjoyable read, although I'm a few issues behind. Uh, we've got Timeless, number 1, which I'm excited to read, and Wastelanders, Star-Lord, number 1. Uh, so what are the books that I did get to read? Well, I, I, re- I read two of them. Um, the first one is, let's see here, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 783, uh, Um, I feel like I missed the issue before it, but I I did enjoy this. Uh, It's written by Patrick Leeson, who's both a writer and artist, with Maury Hollowell and Nathan Fairbairn as color artists. Um, Just right from the get-go, I really liked the the opening page where you have um, uh, Janine in the pool and... It does feel like we're getting a lot of the same beats in terms of her conversations uh, with Marcus and also what she's thinking. Uh, But I did like the idea about, uh, which I I thought was really well written, the scripting, just about the idea that she, you know, and I'm going to quote, I never got used to that when I was on the inside, inside, outside, heroes, villains, I guess we're all doing time somewhere. I don't know why. I really liked that line of dialogue. I thought it was particularly, um, not chilling, that's the wrong word, but really a captivating line of dialogue that I I quite liked. Um, And we have a lot of this is about Peter kind of dealing with his spider sense is kind of going crazy. Um, you know, he's having different ideas in his mind about it. He goes out to try and kind of be Spidey. Uh, I like that he, you know, kind of bought some knockoff stuff online, uh, which is kind of an interesting perspective there. He goes to try and do something relatively simple. It ends up being anything, but because he's, you know, still recovering, which feels very Peter to kind of go out when he shouldn't, um, his, you know, the web shooters aren't real web shooters. So he ends up, you know, getting his butt kicked by accident. Uh, he ends up, uh, you know, you know, being hit by Captain America's shield. Things just don't go very well. we got this uh, bit of a recollection in his mind about Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Um, And then he kind of, you know, wakes up and um, I guess he's... Now, I guess my question here, and maybe I'm just dumb, is that was was any of this... Did any of this happen? Or was he just in the bed the entire time? um, And had this whole thing that happened getting his butt kicked and then having Captain America show up was that did that really happen or not and because I I guess I'm not sure I mean I think that I think it did happen but it was just weird in terms of how it was paced here um because for a moment I was like well did it actually happen because it felt like it was a hard right turn like he's out he's having this weird dream and then when he wakes up he's he's in you know he's in um uh, you know, he's in the hospital and he's you know pretty damaged. So I guess it did happen, but it was just an odd way to to do it or a transition. I found the transition kind of disarming and kind of weird. It was also weird because you know we just take a whole issue off completely out of the Ben storyline. And like I like the Ben storyline in theory, but I, I do I've you know listened to other critics and, and kind of read what people are thinking about it, and I do feel like in a lot of ways, you know, they're not maybe not doing the best job of explaining really exploring Ben as a character. We're having a lot of kind of one one off. Or, you know, two issue off kind of adventures, but you know, sometimes they just kinda happen and, and that's fine. I like, you know, just happen storylines too. Not everything has to be part of a giant nefarious plot, but it does feel like, you know, as is it is it pushing the character along at all? And I'm not sure if it is with Ben and even in his interactions with Beyond I feel like they're not really going anywhere. And, you know, obviously there's something going on, but I don't know. The pacing is a little strange, but I thought this issue in particular was really well written and drawn. I thought, you know, I had a lot of great ideas in it. It definitely felt like a very coherent issue. Um, I felt like Peter's voice was really well captured. So I definitely enjoyed that that aspect to it, and then the second book I got a chance to read was the Human Target number three. And I will admit that, generally speaking, I'm not as big a Tom King fan as I used to be. Um, you know, I loved his vision. Um, I definitely was enjoy. I enjoyed. I think the beginning of his Batman run. I think it felt like it felt like reading a Bendis book in some ways. And, and what I mean by that is that it felt like he all the worst attributes of him as a writer, he started leaning on those, or certain tics as a writer that he would utilize became much more pronounced and exaggerated. And so I felt like he kind of leaned into certain aspects of his writing that maybe I wasn't as big a fan of. I, I know that for sure has happened with Bendis in the last like decade, or probably a little longer. Um So with Tom King, this feels like it still has that there, but none of it bothers me. I don't know why, I guess... There's something about how this reads uh, so simply, so, you know, well put together, uh, really strong characterization. I like how, you know, it's part of obviously an ongoing arc because it's, you know, you're reading these number of days that are transpiring. And so it's all connected. It all matters. It's a very tight continuity because it's day after day after day. But at the same time, every issue kind of feels like its own thing as well, which I think is a very unique and difficult trick to pull off. So I may not always be the biggest fan of Tom King's work. Um, and, and as I said, like his Batman run, I felt like it kind of it fell apart a little. It became a little extra bloated and you know wasn't as concise or well put together. But I think here it feels a combination of being a little bit more concise, but also... Uh, many times, just kind of letting Greg Smallwood really drive the bus in terms of how the you know the artwork is such a huge part of what made this book work. The scripting obviously is very strong as well in the plotting, but the art is just so gorgeous and there's so many different techniques, so many interesting you know coloring ideas that Smallwood is just absolutely killing this and even Klinghoul's on, on letters. But um, so it's it's so enjoyable, so engaging. I cannot put it put it down. Um, you know, we've only had three issues now, and I wish it was more, and I wish we we're going to get more. Um, than just what we're going to get here, because it's just such a beautiful book. Uh, you could tell, that again, that Smallwood is really challenging himself as an artist to really deliver and put everything together into this book, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I don't know anything about Human Target as a character. It doesn't mean anything to me as a character, so I'm not beholden in, in, into you know any particular aspect of his continuity. Like I, I could care less. I don't know anything about this character. It's a complete... Um, blank slate for me, and that's probably why I like it so much, because it, like, I find myself even more invested in this character and how this character's being portrayed than maybe I would be if I cared about the character. I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, so I'm really enjoying it. I think this is a solid, solid read. When I found out, you know, I was looking at the books that came out last week. Uh, and I was like, I have to read this. Like, this is going to be great um, because it just is that enjoyable a read. There's, it's just so solid. And again, it's got a you know kind of great mystery about it. And um, I like the use of Greg Gardner. I love the um, use of a disguise to kind of um, you know surprise him at the end, which was again a nice callback to an earlier comment in the issue, which I thought was really good as well. And so uh, I, there's just so much going on here that I'm just such a huge fan, and I'm really enjoying what is happening here. So so far. You know this is this is good, Tom King. This is the Tom King I want to read. Um, so so far, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. And then uh, next week on our reviews episode, uh, looking at some of the books that are coming out or have come out, I should say, on the fifth of January, twenty twenty two. They include new issues of Batman, Dark Knights of Steel, Detective Comics, uh, Justice League Incarnate, um, and then over at Marvel, what are some of the uh, highlights here? Uh, well, IDW got Star Trek: The Mirror War, number three of eight. Um, Marvel has a new issue of Amazing Spider Man. We got uh, well, this is the Black Cat, Volume Six, Infinity Score Trade Paperback, which is uh, I haven't read the entire arc, but uh, I would imagine if it's anything like you know the other issues, would be a fantastic read. We've got a new issue of Black Widow. We got Captain America, Iron Man number two. New issue of Captain Marvel. Got the Conan Chronicles epic collection. We got Darkhold Omega. We got uh, Electra Black, White, and Blood. We got Inferno number four, four. So I'm excited to read that. We got Marvel Masterworks. We got The Fantastic Four, volume 23. Holy crap, that's a lot. And you got four, the 14th volume of Invincible Iron Man. You got Marvel's number 7. You got, uh, let's see, what else? We got The Mar- Mighty Marvel Ma- Masterworks, The Fantastic Four, volume 2. Actually, my son just got that. He's really excited to read it. So it's the issues of like, 11 to 20, and I think one of the annuals for Fantastic Four. Uh, so that's Stan and Jack stuff pretty pure uh, you got moon knight epic collection volume two this is a new printing i uh, got the non-stop spider-man Volume one big brain play i didn't even know that first arc was over or maybe it's not i just felt like that book really suffered from the pandemic and i don't even know where it's at Uh, We've got Shang-Chi, number seven, Star Wars Dr. Aphra. We've got Thor, Ultimate Spider-Man Omnibus, volume one. So I think this is, they've announced that this is a a new printing and there's also going to be finally a second volume, which is, I'm surprised it's finally happening, but it's very exciting for those people who really want to collect the uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man Omnibus format. got Wastelanders Doom, number one, and X-Men, number six. Uh, So thanks again for listening to this episode of the Comic Shenanigans podcast. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on sitcher thanks again i really do appreciate you listening and uh happy 2022 everybody hopefully hopefully it's a good one and a safe one and a healthy one and all those other things anyways thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you or you'll listen to another show hopefully soon Bye bye